0: Like why won't you take this tactic that I'm giving you? Are you so impatient that you're not willing to spend a year of putting out content on TikTok and LinkedIn to feel the results? Do you believe that there's something called passive income? Do you think there's a hack? Is that what you're about? Are you only interested in the money to flex on Instagram to make other people think you're winning? Like what? This has been the path that I've been going through. How? How? do I redefine success that doesn't come in the form of watches and private planes and stacks of cash? How do we recognize that the only ambition of this collective room should only be to be happy? How? How does that happen? How do I figure out how to do that? Why are so few people using that as their north star. And that is what's led me into the, all the heavy shit, all the insecurity, all the parenting, all the judgment, all the happiness is silent as fuck on social and hate and anger is loud as shit, confusing people what's actually happening in the world. All these dynamics, the anthropology behind human behavior, the fact that we're doing all the same shit we've always done The fact that social media has changed nobody in this room, it's just exposed you. And so I'm thrilled to give you the fucking keys. I gave it to you in the first 200 seconds of this talk. I, for 20, thanks mom. It's really fucked up. It's really fascinating. My core skill has been to understand where consumers spend their time and attention and figure out what pictures, videos, and written words to put in those pipes. I do it faster than most, which is why I've been able to be successful. I have a 20-year track record from launching an e-commerce wine business in 1996 to email marketing with 90% open rates, to Google AdWords for five cents a click, to YouTube, to Twitter, to Facebook, to what I'm doing on LinkedIn and TikTok and text messaging right this second. I've given you, literally, I've walked in here and in the first three minutes, given you the answer. The answer to the biggest upside for your business or ambition is to make content. As much of it as humanly possible. And make it where people actually pay attention so they become aware of what you want them to know. If the decision you make doesn't turn out to be the right decision. I move on. How do you move on? Like, How do you not deal on that? By not over judging myself. All right, well that's good, thank you. I mean, and let's play it out. Like, what are you gonna beat up yourself the rest of the year? Like to me, life is about alternatives. I make decisions super fast. I make decisions because the speed of the decision is more valuable than the debate. Because if I'm right, I'm right. And if I'm wrong, who gives a fuck? I'm not sitting. I'm sitting up here as a byproduct of getting Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn right. I spent a lot of time on Peach, on SocialCam, on Vero, on Vidler. Those didn't work out. When you make decisions and you don't dwell, the net outpaces. Everybody here is trying to in the world. What you're asking is you're trying to be three for three, right? You wanna be three and O. Oh. Three right decisions, no wrong decisions. I'm trying to be 118 to 92. Got it? No. Let me explain. Everybody's looking for perfection because perfection is a disguise of insecurity. I'm just doing because I'm not worried about the ramifications. Okay. As long as you're not dead or out of business, no mistake is a big deal. Where this goes is people being worried about judgment. See, I like it best when things look bad. I'm a wartime general in a world of peacetime generals. That's an entrepreneur. That's why I'm scared people are getting into this when they're not. You starting a business with that being a top concern is a humongous vulnerability. Doesn't mean you can't get over it I'm just trying to make sure during this era of everybody being a fucking entrepreneur that entrepreneurs need to really communicate what it's about so that other people don't just go into it because it looks good because it's really hard to be a zebra when you're a fucking penguin. I think you need to think about the thing that you like the most. Sure. It really, this is, people understand, unless you really love what you do, somebody else is gonna love it more and outwork you. Yeah, fair advice. You know what I mean? I do. And by the way, it didn't seem like it made sense seven years ago to start a podcast around Pokemon, but if you stayed consistent, loved it, and and inevitably if you were good at it, it's probably, if the number one Pokemon podcast right now could probably make $500,000 a year in, in advertising. It didn't seem right. What you might like the most is buying bottle caps at flea markets. It doesn't seem obvious, but I really believe that's where the internet's going. The long tail of niche interests at enough scale that brands want to tap into that. And so I think the, the hobbies and interests of many in this room is actually their unlock. Right? You know, I really believe that. So passion, Period. Long-term commitment Period. And no precedence needs to be set. Correct. Thank you, Gary. Because mainly, like, then there's also, because here's why it gets into a far more interesting debate. You ended up selling ties instead of starting a footy podcast. The tie company allowed you to make $213,000 a year when all the profits are done, the footy company let you make one thirteen. dollars some may say it was the Thai business. I say it's the footy business because you're dramatically happier at 113 and the only thing that you had to do different was not buy dumb shit. That has to be the conversation. And it is not the conversation now. Is there any way that you sort of disconnect from the social media world for your mental health or do you find it doesn't affect you negatively? Um, it doesn't affect me negatively. I don't disconnect from it on purpose in any shape or form because what I completely believe and understand to be true is that social media exposes us, it doesn't change us. The two people that told you it's been a negative don't realize that they were in a negative place prior to it and if it was never invented, they were insecure and broken before it. And one more, just quickly. Real quick, on this, everybody who's blaming social for FOMO, we see. Everybody's blaming social media for making us bad. Facebook didn't make you write a single thing. You wrote it. This is exposing us. So if you're the kind of person that lays in bed on a Friday night at 9.30, goes through a feed, and sees your best friends at a party, and that fucks with you, you were insecure. That Instagram didn't make you insecure. Your DNA, parenting, and environment made you insecure. This is speeding up the process of exposing us, which will lead to much better conversations. Social media is being demonized because we hate to be held accountable. How do you know when you're going in the right direction or the wrong you direction? Don't. You just You sure don't. How did you know when you were I didn't. You just did it. I just knew I liked it. You loved what you did? Loved what I did, right? You know, again, because I always reference her when I'm here, Barbara Longay, who's sitting in row two, who I love very much. When I bought hundreds of cases of Spring Mountain 1995 Red from Barbara Longay in New Jersey in 1997, I didn't know if that was right or wrong, but what I knew now, many years later, is trying to sell something nobody else could sell, and the creativity it took me to move those hundreds of cases taught me something that I later used. I don't know what to say. It's a real life story. We both know it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: I didn't know, you know, when I launched winelibrary.com and Barbara will tell you that most of the industry thought it was stupid and that I should have opened a second store because that's what you did. You opened a second store, not a .com, there was no internet. When I did email, I should have been doing a catalog. When I did Wine Library TV, Everybody thought it was stupid or self-serving. I never know. Thank you very much. People are not patient. Do you understand? That's why I push it so hard. Yeah. How the, what do you think, I'm a fucking genie from the future? (laughs) I don't know if it's gonna work. People are scared to lose three or four years of their life. People over, especially kids piss me off, they overvalue their time. They're like, Gary, I don't want to waste time. I'm like, your time's not worth dick, asshole. <laughs> it's like free work. People are like, fuck you, Gary, I'm not doing free work. I'm like, cool, get somebody to pay for it. Oh, you couldn't? Now what? Oh, you didn't think that maybe doing free work would give an example to somebody else that then will pay you? You fucking audacious, lazy fuck. You like that one in the back, right? Right? How the fuck are people complaining about doing free work when nobody's fucking paying them? What the fuck? I gave a shitload of free speeches, not anymore.